One of the questions that comes to my mind as we think about uh, the practices of the church is why do we practice baptism? Why has baptism been such a, an integral part of what it means to be the church for, from its beginning? I mean, there are, with just a couple of exceptions, uh, baptism is something that every Christian group, denomination practices. Why do we go through the classes? Why do we put people in robes? Why do we do all this preparation? Because actually, it, it takes a little bit to get this ready. You know, these, the lids on top of this are heavy. Maybe you didn't even know this baptistry was there. It's pretty well hidden. It's heavy. Steve's got to come last night to fill up part way. And then I, and I appreciate it. He comes early this morning so that it's a little bit warmer than it would be if it just sat there all night. And, and I'm sure some of you are already thinking... So how close is he going to get to that while he's talking here? And some of you may be worried about that. Others of you may be thinking, this could be awesome. Finally, something exciting happening in church as he swan dies in the thing. You know, why, why is baptism so important? Well, there are, there are a lot of reasons for that. And one of them we find an integral reason is here in Luke's Gospel, chapter 3. We find John the Baptist going up and down the Jordan River baptizing people. And John says to them, and, and Luke tells us that John, John is telling the people, he's baptizing them because it's, it's about repentance and forgiveness. And, and baptism is about that. It is an opportunity to come and to say, I'm a sinner, I repent of my sins, and, and God has worked in my life. God has transformed me. It's, a hard, it's at the heart of, of John's baptism, and, and it is really at the heart of the message of the gospel. It, it's one of those kingdom principles that, that we keep coming back to, that, that the kingdom is about repentance and forgiveness. We find that, that Jesus is comes onto the scene here and John is preparing for him and the people are saying to John, they're wondering, are you the Messiah? Are you the one we've been waiting for? And John clearly says, no, it's not me. There's one coming. And, and, and he's going to, to take this to a whole nother level. But it's still about repentance and forgiveness. It's about, it's about embracing the, the principles of the kingdom, of, of who God is and what God wants to do in our lives. And really, in, essence, in many ways, baptism brings us this, this summary image of, of what the kingdom's about. It's fascinating to me that Jesus comes and, and presents himself, submits himself for baptism. Now, Luke doesn't tell us this, but Matthew and Mark do, that when Jesus comes, John says, whoa, wait a second. I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me because John knows who Jesus is. And Jesus says, no, it's right for you to do this. It, it, it fascinates me because here is John baptizing all of these people who have come and said, I'm a sinner. I need to repent of my sin. I need the forgiveness of God to, to be able to live the life that I'm supposed to live. And Jesus steps into that. And says, I need to be a part of this too. I mean, that in of itself might be all the evidence we need to say we all ought to be baptized. 
Jesus, despite the fact that he's sinless, comes to John, submits himself to be baptized. And in this act, Jesus is embodying the very core of the kingdom, that it is about humility and selflessness and surrender and submission to God. And it's something we don't do privately. It's something we do publicly. Baptism's always been a public event. There are times where where you can't help it and, and the situation presents itself that a baptism might need to take privately, but it's intended to be public. It's intended to be something that people witness, both for the people being baptized and for the people who are witnessing. For the people being baptized, it is a declaration that... I'm all in for Jesus, and I want you to know that. In fact, it is something that is so important to the declaration of faith that in some cultures of the world, you can say to a family member or to friends that, you know, I'm a Christian, and they will say, okay, that's fine, but getting baptized is drawing the line in the sand. And it's at baptism that the opposition really intensifies and the persecution comes. Because it's this public declaration that I'm serious about this. My life is about God. I'm all in for Jesus. And we who witness this, we need to see it. Because for those of us who have been baptized, we need to be reminded that of our baptism and our baptismal vows... And to come back to that again and again and again to be reminded of what the kingdom is really about. Because we live in a world that keeps bombarding us with messages about all the things that the kingdom is not. And baptism sort of focuses all of the energy and attention back into the core element of the kingdom. That it's about humility and selflessness. It's about surrender and submission. It's about Jesus. About being all in. Jesus. I'm intrigued that when the people come to John, he says to them, he doesn't say to them, which I would expect him to say, oh, great, this is awesome. Look at all these people coming to be baptized. All right, let's line them up and let's do this. He says, you brood of vipers, who invited you to this thing? Not a real good church growth strategy. I don't go, I, you know, I go to these seminars sometimes. I've never once had them say, what you ought to do is stand outside the church and, and condemn people and, and yell at them and tell them, why are you here? You shouldn't be coming here. Get out of here. Not a lot of people are going to stay for that. But John recognizes that for some reason, these people are coming with the wrong spirit, the wrong attitude. He says to them that, that you think that just because you were born into the, the family of Israel, that that's all that matters. And it's not. It's not about who we think we are. John says it's not so much even, I mean, as important as it is to what we believe and as important, important as it is what we think, John says the real test here is how you live. Is it matching up? Because if you're all in, you can say, I'm all in for Jesus. But if your life doesn't match up to that, if there's not fruit in our lives, then do we really believe that we're all, is it really true we're all in for Jesus? And baptism is about being all in for Jesus. 
was reading this week that in, back in the, the 4th century, around the time of Constantine and the church becoming embraced by the, by the culture, that a lot of people in that time were baptized right at the, last of their, at the end of their lives. They were baptized in those last moments before death. And one of the reasons for that was because they, they felt that once you were baptized, then you ought to basically live a sinless life. And they realized that would be pretty impossible to do. So they waited to the last minute, thinking that those last maybe few hours or days, maybe they could be sinless. But they also found that this was particularly the mindset of people who had positions in either the government or some kind of job where their, their job, their livelihood, their practice was to torture people or to murder people. And they realized that if they got baptized, they probably shouldn't be doing that. So they waited till the end of their lives when they weren't doing that anymore to then be baptized. And we look at that and think, you know, maybe it'd be a different strategy, be better. Maybe you should get baptized and change your behavior. But it does tell you how seriously they take it. Even though we may disagree with the reasoning behind it, it does tell you this is serious. This is important. It's significant. Because we recognize that if we're going to take this step, if we're going to do this, it can't just be about what we say. It's about how we live. And so the people come to John and say, what do we do? What a great question. What should we do? And John's answer isn't, Believe the right things, as important as that is. He doesn't say think the right things, as important as that is. He says do the right things. Be generous. If you've got two coats, give one away. If you've got extra food, give it away. If you've got food at all, give it away. And then the tax collectors come and they say, what should we do? And John says, stop taking money from people that you shouldn't take. Do your job, but don't take advantage of people. And then the soldiers come. What should we do? And he says, don't extort money from people. Don't take advantage of people just because you can. Isn't it interesting that all of the things John talks about are about possessions? About stuff we want to hang on to. You know, when we... When we People come for baptism, it's been a long practice that people wear white robes when they're baptized. And one of the reasons for that is that it symbolizes purity. It symbolizes the, the fact that we want to live a pure life and, and, and focuses on that. But there's a part, and I think that's important, but there's a part of me that wants to say we ought to come to be baptized in our very best clothes. In the clothes that make us feel the best about ourselves and we ought to fill our pockets with all our, our most valuable possessions and get down in the water and be baptized in all that stuff. Simply to say, it's all Jesus's. It's all his. And as I am going down into the waters of baptism in death and coming out in life, all of this stuff, I take my hands off of it. I'm living my life with open hands instead of closed hands. You know, in many ways, baptism is one of the most subversive things we do as Christians. Because in baptism, we are declaring to the rest of the world that the ways in which the world judges rightness and wrongness, the way the world judges what is valuable, what's success, 
we are declaring that we believe that the way the kingdom declares those things, the way Jesus sees those things, is the right way. And in baptism, we are standing up publicly and saying, I mean, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to struggle. But the desire of my heart, desire of my heart is the purposes of the kingdom. I want to be, I want to have the heart of Jesus. I want to live toward people the way Jesus lives toward people. I want to think about the world the way Jesus thinks about the world. I want people to see Christ in me. And so I want to to embrace the humility and the selflessness and the surrender and the submission of Jesus. Ultimately, baptism is really a it's really an act of trust in the good news of grace. I mean, in many ways, baptism is really not so much about us as it is about God. Because when you boil it down, the only reason we're able to say, I want to be all in for Jesus, is because of Jesus. It's because of what Christ has done for us. And it's the offer of God's grace to us. And that's why baptism, though it's a great challenge, it is a, it is a great act of discipleship, it is asking a great deal of us, it is also a celebration. It's an act of joy. Because we are celebrating that we come to repent because God has invited us to come to repent. And we are forgiven because Jesus has gone to the cross for us. And we live a new life because Jesus has risen from the dead and the Spirit is with us. And rather than being uh, something that we, that we dread, it's something we anticipate. And we walk out of the waters of baptism in the joy and the peace and the life of Christ who has changed us. And that's what really we're, we're doing as we come and celebrate baptism today. We are, we are celebrating what Christ has done for us and we are rejoicing that these folks are coming today and saying, I recognize what Jesus has done and I want everyone to know that I am responding to that grace with an open heart and an open mind and with the desire and a passion for Jesus. And as you watch and as you engage with these folks who are baptized this morning, remember your baptismal vows. Remember what you promised when you were baptized. Remember what Christ has done for you that led you to being baptized. And recommit yourself to be all in for Jesus. I'm going to ask those who are being baptized to come and stand here in front. In keeping with the example of Jesus, you have promised and presented yourselves today that you might receive the sacrament of baptism. 
Baptism is not itself the door to salvation, but it is a response to Christ's gift of salvation that you've received. It proclaims to all the world that you've taken Jesus Christ as your Lord and that it is your purpose to walk in his ways through his grace. In order that we may hear your testimony of what God has done for you and that we may know that you understand the significance of the step you're taking today, we're going to ask you these questions. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and the sins of the whole world and that he rose from the dead, enabling all people to have life now and for all eternity? If so, answer, I do. Do you this day surrender your life to Jesus Christ? And do you desire to be baptized as a witness of what Christ has done for you? If so, answer, I do. do. By being baptized today, are you telling the world that your desire is to be filled with the spirit of Jesus and to live your life for him always? If so, answer, I am. am. And is it your desire to connect yourself to the church of Jesus Christ and to lead others as God enables you to relationship with Christ as well? If so, answer, it is. Heavenly Father, we pray for these who stand before us today. Deliver them from the way of sin and death. Open their hearts to your grace and truth. Fill them with your holy, life-giving spirit. Keep them in the faith and in the communion of your holy church. And teach them to love others in the power of the spirit. Bring them to the fullness of your peace and glory that they may live in the power of Christ's resurrection and look for him. And he comes again in glory. We pray this through Christ.